Hey disciples, welcome back to the fellowship. Holy Week continues. Oh my goodness. We are going to answer some of the age-old questions that many of us have heard or even asked ourselves whenever we hear that someone has passed away. The first question that um, we have to address is, who got the body? (laughs) Who got my Savior's body after he has died? The second thing is, what was he wearing? You know, did he look good? (laughs) What did he have on? (laughs) Number three, did they put him away good? I mean, listen, I ain't the only one that's been to a funeral and heard people saying these things. I mean, we evaluate funerals of family, friends, and celebrities alike. So why not evaluate the funeral of Jesus? (laughs) We are going to look at that thing, and you can find the account of what happened on Friday, which is the burial of Jesus and that is in Matthew 27 verses 57 through 61 Mark 15 42 through 47 Dr. Luke 23 verses 50 through 55 and John 19 verses 31 through 42 and Matthew is the only one that gives the account of what the enemy was doing on Saturday. And you can find that in the 27th chapter, verse 62 through 66. So we are going to look at this thing through the account and the record of Matthew. We are going to see what happened immediately after Jesus died on Friday. And then we're going to see what the enemy was doing on Saturday. At first, you know, before I went back and looked at this thing, thank you, Holy Ghost, uh, I kept saying to myself, like, didn't nothing happen on Saturday because Jesus was dead. I mean, he was buried and what more could they be doing? Um, But when I went back and looked at the book, they was doing some things. So we are going to talk about them as well. Um, And I want you to pay attention to the details of this thing because you may see a pattern of how the enemy works, not only in the life and death of Jesus, but also how the enemy works and plots against you and I in our daily lives. So let us get our hearts, our mind, and our souls right because we are definitely going to dig deep. Stick with me. We're going to go through this journey with Jesus, (laughs) even though he is dead and buried, uh, we are going to go through this and we are going to see what was going on. Let's go disciples. If God asked you what he asked the disciples, who do men say that I am? What would you say? Then say his name, just call his name. What is his name? What is his name? Do you really know it? Then say his name, just call his name. What is his name? What is his name? Do you really know it? Then say his name, just call his name. Our 
Lily of the valley, bright and morning star, rose of Sharon, lion of Judah. What is his name? What is his name? Do you really know it? Then say his name, just call his name. What is his name? What is his name? Do you really know it? Then say his name, just call his name. Call him Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Sikhanu. What do you call him? All right, disciples, let's go through the rundown according to Matthew, the 27th chapter, starting at the 57th verse. So Joseph of Arimathea, he was a disciple of Jesus, and he was also rich. So after Jesus died... Joseph goes to Pilate and begs for Jesus' body. Of course, Pilate lets him have it. Immediately, according to honoring the Jewish custom, Joseph immediately buries Jesus. He first wraps him in clean linen, and then he places him in his very own sepulcher. Joseph had just completed this uh, sepulcher because it was his. He was... You know, he had his business fixed. (laughs) He was rich. He didn't need a GoFundMe. So he already had his plot um, together. And so he places Jesus into the tomb. After he places Jesus into the tomb, 
He then rolls the stone and he leaves. Now Matthew tells us two Marys were present after Joseph left. Mary Magdalene and another Mary. And they stay there all that night. Meanwhile, on Saturday, those busybody Pharisees, chief priests, and even Pilate himself, they get together and uh, the Pharisees say to they say to Pilate, like, look, we remember this deceiver said they're calling Jesus the deceiver. Um, the enemy will try to discredit you, defame you, and, and quote unquote expose you, even if you are dead. We see it all the time when celebrities die, all the information that comes out after the fact, and that accused person is no longer alive to defend themselves and we all say the same thing why you didn't say nothing when he was alive when she was alive we always wonder it so here they are meeting up with Pilate again and asking for um, armed guards they're asking for him to give them guards that they could stand watch at the grave because the enemy believes in the disciples so much he believes in the faith of the disciples so much that he says to Pilate look these disciples might go and steal the body and then tell everybody that he has risen and then we'll have a worse problem now that he dead than we did when he was alive so Pilate you know Mr. Hand Washer Mr. Sanitizer Mr. I don't want nothing to do with this is all wrapped up in this but he does you know uh, stand up a little bit he says look I'm not about to give you a bunch of guards but I'll give you one guard and you gonna have to secure it however you want to I'm not putting my signet on that again he's trying to um, distance himself from what's going on and yet he cannot distance himself because he's the one with the authority to give everything so he gives them one guard to stand watch and they secure it um, and seal it with their own materials and that was Saturday <laughs> I mean there was a lot of stuff going on even though Jesus is dead the enemy is still plotting that his purpose may not be fulfilled. They knew what he said he would do. They even said it. That deceiver said, listen, truth is truth. And the enemy will try to twist the word of God. He'll try to twist your words. But we got a lot of good takeaways in this one. Y'all better stay tuned. I'm going to tell you what you need to keep going on this journey Day to day. Listen, the race is not given to the swift nor to the strong, but to the ones who will endure. Are you ready to endure? I'm trying to make it make sense for you. Why is it so hard? It's hard for you because it was hard for Jesus. Jesus would not put us through anything or ask us to do anything that he himself had not gone through. And so when we come back, we're going to come back hard, we're going to come back strong, and we're going to get these takeaways. Let's go.
All right, disciples, let's hit these takeaways. The number one thing that you should take away is that the enemy believes in us. The enemy believes in us and our faith so much that he must work against the disciple. His goal is to stop the disciples from achieving our greatness, from walking in our purpose. He believes in us and the fact that not only do we have faith, but we move based upon our faith. We have influence, we have power, we have authority. According to the scholars, there are seven mountains of influence. I'm about to help somebody today. The enemy is so tough on you because you may be on more than one mountain. You may have influence over more than one mountain. The seven mountains are, number one, arts and entertainment, two, business, three, education, four, family, five, government, six, media, and seven, religion. If you are already on the religion mountain because we're seeking knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of the word of God and a better relationship with our creator, with our redeemer, and with our comforter and sustainer. And so if we were to take the same power and authority and influence that we have in religion, and then we cross that over and use that same power in perhaps government. Right now we have a lot of hate crime uh, trials going on. Last summer it was a lot of protests. That was an influence on government. The people coming together to say, listen, something has got to change. That influenced the culture. These mountains have the power for social reform because of the coming together of the people to uh, speak out uh, of what was going on. Now the government is looking at these trials. The government is passing laws. The enemy does not want you to use your influence. That's why he's trying to stop your business. That's why he's trying to stop your education. That's why he's trying to divide the family because you have so much influence. But here's the great thing. You can still walk in your purpose. You are not defeated. Why? Because we are disciples of Jesus Christ. Even though they thought they had won part one by crucifying him. Here they are trying to, you know, do a little huddle at the halftime when Jesus is buried to turn against the disciples. But just because he's plotting don't mean he winning. Did you hear me? (laughs) I need you to hear me today. Just because the enemy is plotting on you does not mean the enemy is winning. Listen, I read the book. You need to read the book. If you don't know, we win. Okay. Nothing the enemy can say or throw at you can harm you. Nothing the enemy can say or do can uh, have victory over you. We are victorious. We are designed to overcome Listen, you got too much greatness in you to be defeated. Say it to yourself. I have too much greatness in me to be defeated. The enemy, he believes in the word of God. The enemy believes in your faith. He believes in your actions and he believes in your purpose. That's the four takeaways. He believes in the word of God. He believes in your faith. He believes in your actions and 
he believes in your purpose. Let's look at this thing. First of all, we know that the enemy believes in the word of God. When Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, the enemy, uh, when Jesus was fighting him with the word, then the enemy came back the last time to repeat the word of God, but he had it a little twisted. That's why we must study to show ourselves approved. The word of God is very powerful. In the book of Ephesians, it is described as the sword of the spirit. Why do you need the sword of the spirit? Because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Even though we are having physical issues, there's really a spiritual issue that's going on. And if we're going to fight a spiritual thing in the natural, we got to open up an arsenal and we got to get these spiritual weapons out the word of god is quick and it cuts down to the marrow you can cut alive with the truth the word of god it's so powerful it encourages it influences it builds up it corrects that's the whole purpose of the word and not only the written word of god but um the word is described as jesus jesus is the word he's the word wrapped in living flesh and he believed the enemy believed so much that he said when he talked to Pilate the deceiver said that he would raise for three days ain't that something that sometimes your biggest supporters are the people who don't even like you they stay watching you they watch everything they go to everything they want to see what you doing they're so busy watching you they start plotting against you they start praying against what you're doing that's why lately you've been hearing many of the preachers the teachers the prophets those that are in tune with the spirit saying stop announcing the things that you are doing and just do it because sometimes when you tell the wrong person even if you believe that they are a supporter of yours because they show up to everything <laughs> uh, sometimes they show up to see you fail they hoping that you fall they hoping that you trip you might uh, be in graduation or heading to graduation and you buy you some shoes some high heels some six seven inches and that same hater would be like girl them shoes are so cute oh my god they three hundred dollars you about to buy them you like yeah it's my graduation i'm gonna do big them the whole time being a high school dropout and not being able to afford those shoes inside they may say, mm-hmm, and I hope you trip and fall across the stage. You have to know the word of God. It's going to protect you. It's an offensive and a defensive weapon. You can use it to guard yourself and you can use it to attack the enemy. And another thing about the word of God is faith cometh by hearing and hearing from the word of God. This is how the enemy turns on you. First, he attacks our savior, the word, <laughs> calling it a deceiver, calling it a lie. You know, you hear it. The people say the Bible ain't true. The Bible ain't real. Man made the Bible. Well, listen here. Let's go with your theory that man made the Bible. Okay. Even though the Bible itself says that all word is inspired and influenced by God. But. We will take a, a history book, a, a school book, and even though we know that man has written those, we take them as fact. You, you got to make it make sense to me. If you're going to accept one book, you got to accept the other. Okay? So, listen. Let's cut all of that out. It was inspired by God. 
He used willing vessels to write down his word uh, all the way from the beginning. Thank you, Moses, for even going up that mountain to get that word. (laughs) Get them commandments for us. Not once, but twice. Because if you remember, he broke them because he got big mad. But the word has influence. And so if we can't stop the word that influ- influences us, then he must stop us um, from influence the world. So what the enemy did is said, look, give us a guard. Because them disciples, they might steal the body. The disciples, there'll be some grave robbers. The disciples believe in Jesus so much. They hung on every word so much. Listen, you know the word got to be powerful if a group of people can remember everything that he said in a whole week. And you mean to tell me you don't believe in the disciples who followed him for three and a half years don't remember the words that Jesus said. We know they remember what he said because they wrote it down. They shared it with us. They gave us the record and the account. Your faith is a weapon against the enemy. Even in your arsenal, your full armor of God, faith is described as a shield. The fact that you believe without doubt that you believe you can guard yourself and shield yourself from any fiery dart or trick of the enemy that includes lies that includes omissions that includes any deception that the true deceiver who is the enemy who is satan who is lucifer whatever you call him prince of darkness you can defeat him with the word you can defeat him with your faith he believed in the faith of the disciples they love that man jesus they love him so much that they they'd steal his body now Pilate. you got to help us work against them the enemy will work against you the enemy will recruit against you the enemy will plot against you but just because he plotting don't mean god ain't got a plan keep your faith in motion yeah you may start off with a mustard seed but the power of the mustard seed can speak to a mountain and tell it to remove itself and to throw itself in the sea and with the power and authority it shall do it that's bible how many mountains could you influence how many mountains could you climb how many mountains could you remove uh the negative influences in government if you would climb that mountain disciple and run for office Come on now, somebody's still trying to um, be uh, one thing and God is pushing you into a new mountain. Don't be afraid to climb the mountain just because the altitude is different. Listen, God will be your lungs. He gave the first breath of life. You think he can't breathe into you and sustain you with, with the new elevation, with the new heights? So what? No one in your family has ever been a politician. Guess what? You're going to be the first one and you're going to be the right one one you're gonna be the straight and narrow one and not the crooked one do you hear me ain't no scandals gonna be on your record somebody need to run for office that believe in jesus do you hear me do you hear me education um here in uh, my state there are people who are on educational boards who are also pastors and bishops so listen don't act like you just gotta be one thing you're not just one creature you're a multifaceted creature god created us in his image and unique and and that's why one 
a one woman is not just one thing. To her friends, she's this. To her husband, she's that. To her co-workers, she's that. Accept and embrace every mountain that God puts before you. Much that you're going to do something about it. You got to have that just do it type of spirit. That if God send me, I'm going to just do it. If God opened the door, I'm going to just walk through it. If God send the right connection, I'm going to just be a friend. Come on. Somebody got to believe enough to do something. Let's quit talking talking about how bad everything is and be the influence that you hope to see Mm, i hope that helps somebody see somebody in africa might need to start thinking about family that mountain of family somebody in europe might need to think about the arts and entertainment start painting some pictures of uh the disciples start painting some pictures of the glory of the lord listen influence you have more influence than you think fathers and mothers your children are looking at you your behavior influences them Um, many of the times that's why some of the kids are are rebellious because they see us acting one way in organized religion and in front of the church and then they see us during the week acting like we ain't never been to nobody's church so your influence is is always present and the enemy is trying to stop your actions he messes with your confidence so therefore you don't apply for the the business loan you don't apply for the student loans you can't climb these new mountains because he puts fear on you but if you would believe faith will beat fear any given day <laughs> They knew it. That's why they're like, look, give us a guard because then the disciples going to steal him. They're going to steal his body. And so because of your actions, the enemy has to make a counteraction. But it doesn't matter what his strategy is. It's a losing strategy because the battle is not ours. It's the Lord's. And this war that we're in, God will fight our battles. We just got to keep on believing, keep reading the word, keep having faith and putting that faith into action. Oh, my goodness. Uh, My goodness. Last thing, the. The enemy believes in your purpose. Not only did they remember what Jesus said, but they understood the magnitude of if it shall be done. Okay. That he said he would raise in three days. They listened attentively. They knew and they thought they knew the disciples. They thought they knew how we work. They thought they knew how we function. But guess what? They think they know, but they have no idea. Oh my God. Uh, They didn't know that these same disciples that they were accusing of future larceny and thievery would be the very disciples that could walk through a town and their very shadows heal people. That's in the book of Acts. Peter and them was just walking through the city and they heard... (laughs) They heard people crying out and they just walked by in their very shadows... It healed illnesses. It healed diseases. And Jesus said, greater shall we do if we would just tap into it. If we would believe uh, many things haven't 
come off of us burdens uh, tribulations and trial because we don't believe at the level that it takes for that thing to have it it's levels to this people i'm trying to tell somebody um i believe it's james or it may be paul that says um from faith to faith i might not need the same faith to believe god is a bill payer as i need him uh, as i need to believe that my husband is on the way that that's a different faith to faith you know i might need a mustard seed in this situation to move a mountain but i might need a mountain of faith to move another situation our faith grows and and decreases we know this because you know what one person uh could be falling apart on to us that's nothing it's nothing but to them it's taking everything that they have to believe and trust God but we believe the word when it says trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thy own understanding in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct their path these disciples even though the enemy thought they knew the moves that they would make they didn't know because the disciples had seen and experienced in the very trials that Jesus, what Jesus said would happen, would happen. He didn't say, when I die, you guys going to come to my grave and uh, steal my body. So they wasn't there. <laughs> they wasn't there. But the enemy thought he knew. He thought he knew how we would work. And disciples, the enemy thinks he knows how you work. Do something new. Give God a new praise. Give him a new worship. Give him a new study. Study longer. <laughs> and tell somebody what you study. So he believes in us. He believes in our purpose. That our purpose will be fulfilled. And let me tell you, disciple, your purpose will be fulfilled. Uh, Jonah tried to run from his purpose and God created a special great fish for him not only to swallow him up out of his own arrogance but to also fast forward him to where he should have been in the first place if we would just be obedient to God he can he can speed up time he can give us time and he can take it away you feel like you done wasted all this time you should have got that degree you still have time God will touch the loan officer and get you a loan God will touch the government and release them funds God is a way maker just keep believing in his word keep testing and and increasing your faith increase your faith with more actions of faith take more leaps of faith believe God trust him on his word take him up on his challenge for tithes it I know it sounds crazy but if you have money problems you should tithe trust me when I'm telling you this I was a delivery girl for a restaurant and I Um, We got paid on uh, Wednesdays. So on Wednesday, um, I would cash my check. And instead of paying my tithes on Sunday, I would pay them on Wednesday. So as soon as I got off work, I got God's 10% and I would put it in the basket. Anytime that I paid my tithes on Wednesday, that Thursday when I would go to work, I would get double what I had tithe. I would go home with um, over $100 in tips. And the other delivery people were like, what is you doing? Nothing but smiling and being there quickly like we be 
telling people on the commercial we going to do. You know, I'm not doing anything extra, but being obedient to God's word. You'll find that if you're faithful to him over what he asks of you, that he will give you that exceeding and abundant. Your obedience is better than the sacrifice. There's a blessing in the obedience. So obey his word. Obey your faith. Obey the actions of your faith. And obey your purpose. No matter what, tell yourself you are going to complete your purpose. If you want to take something away, you tell yourself you will walk in your purpose by any means necessary. No plot, no trick that the enemy got could ever stop you. Disciples, you are unstoppable. Listen, I got to (laughs) go. It's almost Sunday, y'all. Y'all been waiting for that Sunday morning. The thing that our foundation that we stand on, it was early Sunday morning. We getting ready for Sunday. Go forth, be great in God. Walk in your purpose. It's it's very important. And, And we'll see in Sunday how things that happened during the week ultimately made sense on Sunday. Sometimes we don't understand why we go through what we go through till after we go through it, then we look back and reflect on it. And we realize, you know what? That terrible boyfriend I had now makes me appreciate my husband. Because if I would not have been wrong, loved improperly, I would never appreciate the love that I get properly now. You know, listen, God will make it make sense to you. It's called revelation. <laughs> I love you all with the love of the Lord. Again, go forth. Be great in God and walk in your purpose. I see y'all on the next episode of Holy Week. Street Disciples, want to know how you can get connected and stay connected? It's so simple. Get connected, follow, favorite, and subscribe to this show. Get the first notifications of the latest episodes. Stay connected. Like our Facebook page and join the private group. You'll know you're in the right place because it has the same graphic as the podcast. Here you can comment on weekly discussions and I'll do some lives and there's daily encouragement. And get a sneak peek of up and coming events and episodes. Listen, last but not least, you can definitely leave me a voice message. I'll answer whether it's a prayer request or you got an idea for an episode. You want to be a guest on the show. You got music for the show or you want me to be a guest on your show. Let's do it. It's all about the kingdom connection and kingdom building. We're doing big things in the kingdom. Come on, let's go.